Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. Now today we've got another guest on and this one is going to be so, so interesting. We were talking before the show and it was just getting me all excited about the different avenues people don't even think about to make passive income. Uh, So Mr. Monopoly himself. (laughs) I appreciate that. Today we have Brandon Duff. Brandon, welcome to the show, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I love, you know, every time we get up on a show, it's always a pleasure I love doing these with you. So so glad to be on again. Yeah, I think this is like this is the third the third time we've done a show, haven't we? Um, but yeah. this one's like such a different spin. Like obviously, the passive buddy passive buddies podcast is all about obviously learning how to build passive income streams and sometimes the marketing strategies behind it. Um, so obviously, I know you've got so many different marketing strategies as well. Um, so we'll we'll get to them. But obviously, what really interests me about obviously today's interview is the variety of different passive income streams. Um, so obviously you started offline and then came online. What attracted you to online rather than your successful PT business at the time? Uh, oh man, so mostly just the ability to get away from time, like exchanging time for money. That was kind of the most, most important thing to me. I was a personal trainer, so I exchanged hourly so it was a session for uh you know for my time and i did really really well and i wanted to kind of escape the rat race and so most people that i knew that were kind of being successful invested in real estate so that's kind of the first bit of like passive income that i really got into actually kind of most passive was when i was a really kid uh, a young kid i uh would set up these accounts in World of Warcraft and they would play automatically and uh, they would farm gold and then I would sell that gold to like other players and make money. But like, I didn't really think that that was passive, but now thinking back, it kind of was. So um, like fast forward, I wanted to buy real estate. And so I ended up buying real estate because I was doing well in fitness. And I ended up moving to Texas and giving up my fitness business. And by that time, we had 10 rental properties. And so I thought online was going to be the best bet because I can kind of take my clients online. And I didn't really like to feel that. I kind of got burnt out with coaching. So I was like, well, maybe I can uh, get online and do like affiliate marketing. And so I thought, okay, I can make like 30% on people's products and I don't have to do any of the work. I don't have to do any of like the, the back office stuff and just sell in a sense and make 30%. That sounded pretty great. I did pretty decent, but uh, I figured, you know what? I was using all these tools. I'll just hire someone to uh, kind of make this like super product for me and then sell to all the people that I've kind of built relationships with because I know they need something like this because I was needing something like this. And so I... Uh, I ended up selling it to them and it was a Facebook CRM tool and it did really well. And so I ended up hiring someone to kind of take over in a sense. 
And now I just make a, like a, almost like a dividend uh, every single month because of that. And in doing so, it's kind of bought back my time because now I don't have to um, worry about like customer support. I don't need to worry about like, is it working? Any of that. It's all handled by someone else. And I'm pretty much, I'd rather have like 50% of something that's working than 100% of nothing because if I had 100% of nothing, obviously that's nothing. So I ended up, uh, you know, giving up a percentage of that business so I didn't have to actually work, actually work on that business. So bought back my time. And then that allowed me to get into now, which is Axe Infinity, which is kind of like the esports thing. Uh, now that's what I'm really excited about. One second. What's up, mate? Quickly. All right, okay. Daddy will have to come and sort in a minute, okay? All right, off you go. Bye. No, listen, get out. No. Get out now. No. No, you can't wait in here, gal. Mummy will fix it. Go. Okay. I'll get your advice on that. Because we're going to be trying uh, in the next. Uh, when we get, so we leave to Cabo tomorrow. Um, so we're going to leave for Cabo and we're going to try again. And so uh, how to balance that, that dad and at-home entrepreneur life, it's going to be tough. Do you know what? Obviously, like, obviously it's going well off on the podcast, but it, it, this happens every time we're on a podcast of the night. Always, he always walks in. Um, he's not usually that stubborn, no. <laughs> um, and do you know what, mate? It's literally the... We're really lucky, aren't we? We're working like it's like because two of my kids are older, so they they go to school. So I work, but the minute I drop them off, come home, I'll I'll sit in the office and I'll do some work, pick them up from school. That's me done until tonight. Obviously, when I put them to bed and they're right. not supposed to come back, obviously then it's my time to deal with the American clients and the American audience and stuff right. like that. So I split it quite nicely. Obviously, I don't do nothing before they go to school. I don't do nothing when they come home. So oh, that's good. And do you know what? Ironically, the other day, um, we, the the middle one that's just come in, Ollie, um, he was saying, we were talking about, oh, like, daddy, daddy's doing work. My daddy doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I was like, that's so good. I was like, in one aspect, good, because she never sees me like like smashing it out and like, work, like doing the active side of like right. business. I was like, but the other, I was like, he just must sit there and think in his four-year-old brain that money comes. Like, it's all right. Money just rocks up no matter what you do. I was like, sort of, but you have to put the right foundations in place. Right. Which That's is important. 100%, which takes me to, you went from fitness to real estate. How did you, obviously, because a lot of people see that as a huge, huge jump financially, um, deposit-wise, stuff like that. How did you do that? So, I... Um, I'm a very frugal person. I uh, didn't have a lot of bills. So typically I, and I made a lot of money in fitness. So I made over six figures. And so being able to put away $10,000 or so every single month allowed me to pretty much buy a rental property. Uh, I didn't have uh, to, my rent was very, very low to none because I, was uh, dating a woman who was in property management and she got a discount on her rent. 
And so we lived together. And so I didn't have any bills in that sense. And so all my money went to savings and, and going to sushi with her and, and that sort of thing. She's now my wife, but, um, <laughs> and I, I paid her back uh, by paying off her student loan debt. But um, yeah, she's awesome. She's really cool. And um, I also, uh, when, I, when we first started dating, uh, I, she had a BMW, so it's like, I need a BMW. And so that was like my only, my uh, big expense really was my BMW. Later on, I ended up selling that or give it, getting rid of it, getting a Prius, and now that makes me money. But um, yeah, I, I got into it, uh, got into real estate because that's how I knew like wealthy people retired. And so I just, every month I, um, from being a trainer, just put money away. Uh, having no real uh, expenses in life and so just shoveling it away and then uh, having a good credit score helped too okay so you've done it the old-fashioned just the same the saving and grit um right so there's no, no quick hacks there which is you know it takes discipline takes a lot a lot of discipline then you moved yeah. online and you went affiliate Okay. Yeah. So, well, the thing kind of the, the thing is, once you get your first property, it becomes easier, like with your second one and your third one. And like, I got my fourth one for free because the way that happens is you're able to actually leverage the asset as it's as itself and borrow against it. And so that frees up cash flow while just uh, kind of delaying the debt. And so, what we were able to do is like for the first one, I did that, and the second one, I did the same thing. I did the, the, the old-fashioned style. And on the third time, we bought a four-unit, and I ended up borrowing against those properties and uh, some of my own money and then buying a bigger property, a fourplex. And then I ended up buying and borrowing against all three properties and buying uh, the fourth property without any money out of pocket. And that was just because I was able to keep borrowing against the asset. And so I ended up only putting in like, I want to say total 90,000, but the assets were worth like 1.7 million. So it was uh, quite the, the hedge in a sense. And so we were able to uh, take profits this year. We paid off my wife's student loan debt and we ended up buying our, pretty much our dream home, which is like 3,600 square feet on a 9,600 square foot lot, uh, four bedrooms, four bath, a theater room, an office, and like a whole upstairs so like a pretty nice property and um that was just from the rental properties and like doing leverage and knowing how like money works and so i got into affiliate marketing and i thought it was really cool that you can leverage people's uh, other assets or uh their talents in a way and then use your talent in selling and be able to sell another product i thought that was really cool especially the people that um, really love the products and have conviction in it tend to do the best in selling the actual product itself. And so um, I couldn't really find anything that I was in love with. So I ended up just creating my own things and I was totally in love with them <laughs> because I created them. And so uh, obviously I have our software and uh, I love uh, our, our toolkit. And so I use that uh, for myself, like even today, um, for just uh, keeping track of like Dream 100 or, or whatever it is. And so um, from there, and like I said, I created a, a software and then I got into uh, actually creating a esports team. 
now this is definitely where a lot of people will pick a lot of interest. So esports team. So you've gone from because you you were the you were the passive income guy, you were the passive income coach, weren't you? And like everyone was just in awe because you were literally just well, you were pulling apart other coaches for fun, which was hilarious to sit and watch. Um, literally breaking down the, the scams that were online. Um, <laughs> then you obviously you attracted a lot of attention. A lot of people loved you for the, the passive income side because a lot of people teach basically hustle till you die and hopefully you'll make some high ticket sales. But you were like, no, fuck that. <laughs> no, not a chance. Let, let's do it right. Let's do it smart. And a lot of people attracted a lot of attention. You attracted a lot of attention. Um, then obviously the crypto just started going bigger and bigger and you went in, went head first from what I see in the outside looking in, head first into the, the crypto space and more importantly, the play to win, which you mentioned a little bit of the world of Warcraft way back when you were a kid. Um, but tell me about this play to win scenario and how you got into it, how you set it up and how you make money from it. And we'll talk about how you made it passive later. Yeah, definitely. So um, play to earn is you're essentially you're buying assets like a rental property and you're letting other people borrow it and use it to earn an income. And so in doing so, you split earnings uh, from it. And so there's a few games that are kind of uh, uh, very popular right now, like Action Infinity and uh, the Vega Axie. And so we're very heavily invested into Axie Infinity. And so essentially what we are, have is um, these NFTs that are used in the video game and uh, virtual assistants tend to, will use them and play a video game and earn uh, a cryptocurrency that you take a uh, split on. And so I'm able to take that cryptocurrency and uh, use it to buy like Ethereum, to buy more NFTs, or to buy Bitcoin or whatever, and hold it long term, or I keep compounding the profits. And so now I think we're up to about 500 or so axes. And I want to say we're about to add another 75 or more axes, uh, probably by the 30th of, the, of March. And so we're consistently adding more access to our portfolio. We also have um, a lot more invested in like Miranda's, which is another upcoming game. And so uh, there's all sorts of games we're getting into in the greater space. Wow. Okay. So how did you sort of, so she crypto was known about, but the play to win NFT games weren't really so, so mainstream as, as you have made them. Um, so how did how did you come across them and how did you know that was an opportunity worth going for? So um, the first one I really got into was Gala Games and I ended up buying a node from them. And that's a kind of like a, a tool that kind of siphons your resources and on your computer and provides it to an ecosystem. And that way they have like cloud computing in a, in a sense. And so that's kind of what they built. And I uh, thought that was gonna be a good investment because of uh, the owners of um, Farmville. 
one of the co-founders of Farmville, uh, joined the, the Galligan's team. And so I thought that was a good, just a uh, good background, especially coming from Farmville. That was one of the most played games. Not only that, but they had an actual playable game, which was just like Farmville. And it, you can earn cryptocurrency. So I thought it was a, a no brainer. And so I, I ended up buying those. And then I uh, also got into Axie Infinity because it was the most widely kind of known uh, blue chip program or like, I guess, play to earn game. And the something that was actually like usable, all the other ones were kind of speculative. And so I ended up buying into that and just playing the game myself. And I thought it was really boring. And I thought I could never like have any fun with this game, but I tried it out anyways. I kept playing. I was like, oh man, well, I made like 200 bucks. That's cool. And um, so then I remembered back in my, uh, back in the day when I played World of Warcraft and I had like 10, like I had three computers set up and I had like, like, what was it? Like three windows on each uh, screen um, and with two stacks. So I had like six on one computer, six on the other. And, so like 12 accounts going at one time. And I was like, well, I can just do that with Axe Infinity, but um, you can't get away with it with software. So I wasn't gonna pay for software. So I ended up getting um, VAs. We have a whole system of how we do it, but um, we ended up getting VAs and they ended up playing the game that are really, really good. And they uh, are all in our Discord and, and they end up playing the games and we can take profits and share it with them. Oh, okay. So, like, so Axie Infinity, obviously, I know a little bit about it, obviously, because I've been following you, but obviously, for the people who don't know what Axie Infinity is, like, what's the game type? Obviously, you said it was a little bit boring, which is quite funny. So, um, it's boring it's- right now. Um, I think it's going to get, I actually am excited to play it in the next version, which comes out at the end of this month. And uh, they actually hired one of the, uh, Game, I don't know if it was the game developers or artists within Pokemon Go. And um, so they are hiring like tier A or S plus plus talent. And they also hired another person for their business development that was uh, a very good hire from like Jump Capital. So they're putting in like these people in place that know kind of the business side of scaling huge companies. And now they're putting the right people in the right seats. And so that's really exciting to watch. And now they're launching a, a more of a fast-paced game that was more like Pokemon. So if you like Pokemon, then you're going to more like this game because you're going more, um, I guess, mainstream versus now it's very slow pace and it's very kind of repetitive. And with this new version, it's coming out with a lot of new content, new cards, uh, new... Um, parts on the actual Axie, different burning mechanics. And I think that there's uh, a lot more that we have not seen that they're going to release within the whole uh, Axie Infinity ecosystem. Oh, okay. So I think obviously the the main obviously one that caught my eye was like they've pulled somebody from Pokemon Go. Because I remember you saying it was it's very much like a Pokemon game, like in terms of the concept about what can beat what, etc. I remember the, yeah. the triangle of axes on your on your PDF. Um, 
So then obviously they're going to go even more like playable, but obviously now you can earn as well at the same time. Yeah, so you can earn right now uh, in this version, but they're in the way it's set up that like you were talking about with the Pokemon where you can breed the different types and there's different types of axes and there's uh, a triad where this is weak to this type of axe and this is strong against these types of axes. Um, and so kind of like that, the element uh, kind of guide where fire and water uh, kind of thing. And so uh, with the new version of the game, they're going to make it where you have like secrets, kind of like Magic the Gathering where you, uh, or, um, or uh, I can't think of some of the other card games where you put down a secret card and that they do something it, and it uh, like um, it activates that secret then it does a special attack. And so there's all sorts of different, more tactic and like active Twitch kind of mechanics that are going to be needed kind of in this fast paced uh, game. And so the, I think they're really focused on the esports action um, of it because they are looking for that crowd and kind of that, um, that, um, that cr- they need that crowd to make it mainstream. And so having it fast paced is going to get more people to play it, which is going to cause it people to stream it. And if people stream it and be like, oh, look how much money I made, then uh, it's going to get people to jump on board. And then that's going to push up uh, the demand, which is going to cause uh, a supply to be drop, and which is going to cause uh, the price to just skyrocket. So uh, we are banking definitely on activity. Nice. Okay. I've... So it's about to blow. It's about to blow. Um, I, I mean, I can't give financial advice, but we are definitely buying uh, axes ourselves. Um, and I, for me, I think of it, 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 like you have to think of your time horizon and what your time horizon is and the chance of um, what your money is going to do. So for me, I try and have my money. Before, I was excited about my money doubling after five years. With how quick the flow of money is today, you should be, uh, you should shoot for 2 x in your money every single year. So like, for instance, if you have a savings of $40,000, you should have like 80,000 saved up pretty easily and keep doubling every single year and have that uh, money saved. That's how quickly your money should turn over uh, nowadays, especially with crypto. Like I've been able to 10X my money with crypto in a, in a bear market because there's so many opportunities within crypto. So uh, like I think with, for instance, with Axie Infinity, it's kind of like you invest in an NFT and it's an income producing asset. And depending on how much you invest, when should you see that be 100% return to you plus having an income producing asset? And so the numbers come out, I think right now, about seven months is when you should have uh, 100% of your money returned to you. But that's the current price. And the, the current price is like point, it's one cent, almost two cents. And if it shoots up to its all-time high at you know 32 cents, you're looking at a 20X right there. So your time horizon is you know two months. Uh, do I think it's going to shoot up to 36 cents? I don't think so. I think it's going to probably shoot up to maybe five to 10 cents uh, for the first uh, bit and see, depending on how mainstream it might show up again when people start streaming it heavy, heavily on Twitch. 
Um, we get some people out like Ninja or whatever getting on that, then it's going to make it more mainstream and it could shoot up to a, a lot more. So it just really depends. Um, I think there's a, for me personally, there's a lot more upside than there is downside at this point, uh, especially buying at this point, at this price point. Plus I have an income producing asset that keeps minting me money every single day. Uh, and so it's like a little ATM that never runs out. Absolutely love it. And you mentioned obviously esports teams. You mentioned you were like before the interview, you were buying players. So we have um, essentially each uh, set of axes, you need three sets of axes uh, and then one player to uh, play the set of axes so that they can earn uh, SLP or smooth love potions. Um, then I can use that to either convert it to Ethereum and use that for whatever. And so uh, another uh, player is wants to, wants to be bought out essentially. So I'm buying all his axes uh, and keeping his players and using uh, his, his axes to earn more money. So uh, I'm, he's essentially selling his real estate I'm buying his real estate and I'm gonna and I have tenants already in place that are gonna be making me money. That's crazy. I love the way like it's you've literally took what you know from a real estate and then actually how you leverage World of Warcraft and you've literally smashed it into both, haven't you? So it's like actually your NFTs, your real estate, you've you've got tenants which are players, and then they both just make you money. Yeah. <laughs> While you sit there and look for something else to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So and pretty much like I, I spend, so there's payday is on the 1st and the 15th. And so it's those two days. Uh, that's how I set it up uh, with our esports teams. And so essentially what we get is uh, we have them play and then they get paid on the 1st and the 15th. And so I have to really do it only anything really kind of twice or three times uh, in that 14 day period. Uh, kind of span and then that allows me to buy back my time again and think of something else that I want to do and learn and uh, make money from so um it's fun nice absolutely I love I love it because it's like when obviously we get loads of guests on then obviously you're you're our second interview so far and we've got loads lined up obviously just getting through the recording process like I already know sat here looking at my guest list I'm not going to have another guest like this like, this is just so unique, the way you operate, the way you think. Like, in terms of for people who really, really want to build true passive income, and if you take the, the passive and active scale, well and truly towards the passive side, less touch points, listening to you and consuming everything you know and learn is something that these guys need to do. Tell me about your car. Uh, so, I like I was talking uh, to you uh, previously, I, uh, my, I needed to get a BMW because my wife had one, uh, my girlfriend at the time. And I was like, I can't like have this truck and she has this like nice BMW. I have to get a BMW also. So I got one and it was like super expensive. I was like, why am I using this all the time? And I didn't get her in a Prius. And so now I have a Prius and I've completely paid it off um, because it was much less than a BMW. And I ended up putting on Toro. And so I, I work from home. And so my car sits out in 
my driveway or in like our street and uh, it gets picked up and it gets rented through this app and uh, it makes about like $800 a month and like it depends on the month but like anywhere from 800 to a thousand uh, sometimes less and then so uh, it gets picked up and then it gets rented out for a few weeks and it comes back and it gets chopped back up and I don't really have to do anything so it's another income producing asset. So let's let's get this straight. You rent out your houses, you rent out your NFTs, you rent out your car. Yeah. Is there, is there anything else that like you rent out? So no, I mean that's like if you think about it, how the rich get richer is they rent out their assets to uh, people that can't afford to buy it themselves. And so you're pretty much uh, continuously having this cash flow and then you use those like that cash flow to buy more income producing assets and so at a certain point you just keep buying income right so you keep buying just like a salary every single month it's like I have this bunch of cash how much more cash do I want to add to my monthly cash flow and so that's what I keep doing is like for instance buying all the the, the, the gamers uh, guild is I'm buying a, an income and so I'm using my money today that I don't need to buy a kind of a forever asset in a way. Um, so, and then I'm obviously converting it into a long term and putting that money to work. So it's yield on top of yield. And so when you kind of learn how money works and how you can use it to kind of play the game, you kind of understand how you can leverage one asset to uh, create debt and then use that debt to be leveraged to actually grow even more. Um, it's it's kind of cool. You're right, mate. It is obviously as you can say, as you you move that money around and then get access to that money, which then pays you this and probably covers the the loan repayment here, right. that plus profit, and then you just keep going around in a circle and you just keep building and share that monthly recurring revenue, that income stream, that those different types of salaries. And it's just as you say. Yeah, exactly. You've got the ability to rent out your car because you do not need it. It's like, <laughs> that's when you know, like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I don't have to go out to earn. So no, that's awesome. Now, there's a couple of things there um, that you've mentioned. You mentioned those like crypto projects, like finding the right type of crypto project, obviously to, to get your money, like to spike your money, your return quickly. Um, so how do you identify those projects and I also know, but for a few from following you, you spoke heavily about staking and APYs and switches and stuff like that. Can you shed a little bit of light on those two things? Yeah. So as far as um, finding crypto projects, I don't, I would say kind of find a project that is like a rental property. I know I keep, so if you look at the tax code, it says that uh, crypto is taxed as a, a property. You're not, when you sell it, you're, that's when you're, you inquire a, a taxable event. And so, and there's obviously other things, but uh, pretty much that's the main one. Not when you buy it, only when you, when you sell it. And so if you're holding it, uh, you can borrow against it. And so you can put it on like a, um, a, a, uh, Ave, you can put it on um, Nexto and these different projects and then you can stake it. So it's like your long-term hold. And so um, with NFTs, there's not many that 
keep producing a stable kind of uh, income that I can convert into one of these long-term goals like Ethereum. And so um, one of them was, like I said, Gala, because a lot of these other products that I kind of check out and I just put money into, um, they, they put a twist on it like an NFT, where it's an NFT that is a node, but a real true node never really uses, uh, an NFT really doesn't use your resources, only a true node with software, like a founder's node, uh, like on my computer right here, uh, will use resources and you're contributing to it. So it has utility actually. And so with Axie Infinity, same thing. I saw, I didn't get in super early. I got in uh, probably in March. Uh, and so one of the bull runs, I think I hit. And I saw that they uh, had a good following. I saw that they produced uh, a quality game and they already had a lot of funding. And I saw that the constant marketplace was uh, constantly churning. And so with the transaction fees, with uh, crypto within the uh, Axie Infinity community, every time there's a purchase, the, the, the Axie community or the founders get like 5.5% of the sale price. And so they have a treasury. And so having a treasury, having a utility token, having uh, a usable game, all these were like check marks of good things to have. And so I was like, well, well, if I'm making a little bit of money, how can I scale this? And so then that's when I got really deep in tax infinity. And so I kind of find anything that is something that has a good treasury that is gonna last uh, because most of the things I'm, I'm gonna look for in, in any project is like, how long will it last? Because if I put something in, and it's only going to last like for three months, you're not going to make your money back out on boards of gambles. So I'd rather um, take something that's long-term that I can just consistently pull cash from for three to five years. Uh, I'll take that any day because then I can roll that into something else. And I've already doubled my money from my current investment. So that was a good investment for me. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, for instance, to find Axie Infinity and to find like those crypto projects that you have had really good runs with, where did you go? Like, what did you do? Like, did you just type in Google like crypto projects or like, um, like that's a good game? question. So, I kind of just look at the founding staff. So, like, okay, um, I'll give you a perfectly failed attempt because you don't know. So Voxies, I have uh, three Voxies that are different than Axies. And this game is a game that has been in development for six years. I've been looking at their YouTube and it's been, um, they've been developing this, this game on this platform for six years. And so they have a, a huge history. And uh, I bought them for, I think 1.4 ETH for one, and like one point, uh, 0.4 ETH on another and then 1.2 on another. And they're all worth like 0.2. And uh, they are not doing well. And I think the blockchain uh, that they're, the, the whole thing that they're building is amazing. I just don't think they have the marketing team. 
And so it just, it's really at this point, I think you want to go with a, like, I don't even guess anymore. I go with like solid projects that are moving from with solid growth. Um, so for instance, another one that I did really well with was DeFi Kingdoms. And so I got into DeFi Kingdoms. It was already doing well. There was talks of them moving to another, their own blockchain. And so I started uh, buying into that and it pays really, really well doing their liquidity pools and um, cashed out from there. And now we get a airdrop that's going to do really, really well. And I bought in again when the market tanked. And so uh, they're about to launch onto the Avalanche blockchain. And so that's another company that's going from one blockchain, expanding to uh, another blockchain. So they have the money in the treasury there. And so, um, again, another game I'm definitely buying into. So I kind of just, I'm, I would say I'm the lazy investor uh, because I don't try and find these, uh, these moonshots. I try and find stable projects that are like worth investing in and that are going to be there for like three to five to 10 years because I'm going to make my money back uh, day after day uh, versus a chance of it being completely rugged. Uh, I find it funny that a lot of these people that are investors that invest in crypto that take these in, like moonshot investments, like you wouldn't spend all that money on a house, like a rental property that could just like disappear overnight. Like I think that's insane. Like why? Like if you were gonna build your house, like house on a like a, um, a crater, uh, like I don't know. I don't even know what you would like build like on a volcano. That sounds like a horrible idea. So like, why would you ever do that? So like the same thing with crypto or like anything. Why are you investing in a, like an asset that could like melt overnight? So that's why I'm I'm super boring. I do uh, solid projects that show growth that they're going to go into something that is uh, just shows that they have money by using their treasury to kind of scale their projects. Okay, so you mentioned obviously about like the um, basically the moonshots and obviously people just throw money at like uh, like hitting hopes. Um, do you feel because it's so easy to get into the barrier of entry to to buy that crypto or to buy that NFT, and the fact that there's no sorry, you don't get nothing physical back, so you're a lot more detached than say buying a house, aren't you? In terms of emotion, like it's like when they say like they said like the credit cards and debit cards were the worst thing ever, weren't they? Because it stopped you physically looking at your money, so you just used to spend. Like, do you feel like the crypto scenario is pretty similar because you don't sort of you don't have to pick it up and move it just like you don't have to hand over keys or you know, 110 because i'm like i said i'm very frugal and i would not want to um spend money on i don't know i mean we're going to Kabul this week but um that was all on points and like you know free pretty much um, but uh, I like buying a set of weights. It was like, I don't want to buy clothes. Like I don't want to buy that stuff. So I'm very frugal on that, but a computer GIF image uh, for 20 grand, like sign me up. Uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy because um, I would not, uh, yeah, I, I never spend money on myself, but like, as an investment, I, but I'm, people are 
and myself that are so easily uh, willing to, you know, spend have an NFT that's worth like forty thousand uh, dollars. Why? Um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty crazy, um, but it's it's a fun new world. So it's uh, if you uh, if you're willing to take take risks and you don't and you know your risk tolerance and you know the chances of the upside or could outperform the downside, uh, then it's with risk I'm willing to take. Well, that's fair enough. Now, I'm going to literally dumb this down as my last last question for anyone who's been listening and going, like, the, the whole world just been turned upside down by Brandon's Brandon's approach. Um, right, so open up, you open up Safari or Google Chrome or whatever. What do you do? Where'd you go for oh, uh, Chrome. <laughs> so what would you what would you type in? How would people get started in this? Like where would they go? Like what did you do to get started? What did you type oh, in? Man. So I think a lot of people uh, to, to get into crypto, you just need to get just like anything. I think most people just they learn and then they're like, oh I, I there's a little bit more I can learn. And there's a little bit more I can learn. Then there's a little bit like they get in this constant trap of um, never actually taking action. Analysis and so, paralysis. yeah, analysis paralysis. And so, I, what I, I mean, I'm constantly learning every day. I, I probably spend a ridiculous amount of uh, time on YouTube, like at least an hour a day on YouTube. And I listen to everything at two speed, maybe two and a half speed. So, like, I'm cranking through content. Um, so what it takes three hours, someone to, you know, watch on YouTube at regular speed and listening to it like, ignore, like in one hour. So uh, I'm going through a lot of content, but I'm actually taking action and I'm learning and I'm failing and I'm learning and I'm seeing what people are saying and I'm taking what they're saying and turning it into copy or like putting it into my subconscious. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I, I use money now to learn things. And so if I get in something that I'm going to put, like, for instance, when I got into crypto, I spent about $66,000 to learn and get into crypto. You're like, you didn't need to spend that much money. I just spent that much money because I wanted to uh, kind of get a master's degree in crypto and kind of go through the, all the different avenues and see what you, I could do or see what was able to, um, like, happen with crypto. Luckily, I was able to pull most of that out, and I still have a bunch in crypto. But the goal, I mean, just with any investment is how quickly can you get your original investment out so you can redeploy it? And so that's kind of what I've been, I mean, with real estate, I mean, you look on your cash on cash return, uh, like how quickly can you pull that original investment that you put in back out so you can redeploy it onto another rental property or how can you borrow against this rental property, pull that money out to redeploy it? So, I mean, that's just what you do with crypto is you just keep redeploying assets and so now I have two income producing assets that produce a lot of money uh, with uh, Axie Infinity and my Gala nodes. And so now I just keep buying those assets off of those money, those magic internet money, money printing machines. And then I just redeploy those assets into long-term holds. Nice. So in terms of obviously for, for the newbies. Oh, how, and then to get back to your question, how would I someone get to ready? Um, I just watch a lot of YouTube and getting into it. I mean, that's the only way you're going to, because the market changes so much. Um, I mean, we do have a little wiki page 
If you want to put it in the comments down below, it's wiki.themoneyfriends.com. Uh, they have like different blockchain resources and a resource guide. Um, so definitely if you want to kind of know the different swaps or whatever on the different blockchains and have resources there. But um, as far as just learning, like you just like anything, you have to get into it. You have to learn like what's a good project and kind of just like, that's just being repetitive because I'll give you a story. I was, um, I was getting into an NFT project. I was learning about it and I was about to mint their, their NFT. And I put my wallet on, I hook up to the site and I'm about to mint this, this NFT. And it, I'm like, oh, it looks perfect. I mean, this is the website, it looks right. And uh, I'm going to mint and it's like, this is uh, the price. And the price to send was like $3. And I was like, that's what? $3? That is a lie. Gas for Ethereum is at least $50. And so um, that clued me off because someone who is new into crypto would have just probably like, that's great. I'll send it off. Um, and I'm getting a steal right now. But since I've minted so many things and, and practiced so many times and taken so many swings, uh, I realized that the S on the, the address bar was actually added. and It wasn't the address bar that I wanted. So instead of minting, I was sending my crypto. And just because that triggered in my head, I, me made me rethink that purchase and saved me like the point to Ethereum or whatever it was, $1,000 or $2,000. And so, or 500, whatever it was. And so luckily for me, just take, being able to take those reps and getting into something and taking those swings has like been able to get me to understand what, what crypto is and has earned, like allowed me to earn a lot of money in the process. So, do you know what? It's so scary, isn't it? Because like there is a downside to crypto, like not just obviously the, the short-term like ups and downs, but like the, the, there is scams out there and there is obviously like people trying to basically just, just get the money. Um, so it, it's good that you've highlighted like both sides. Um, and if people don't want to sit there and consume three, four hours of YouTube content a day learning, they could probably just go to you and your group in Facebook and ask questions and, and learn from there. Would that be a good place to send people if you wanted to know more? Um, yeah, I mean, we have a we have a free group. Um, we have a paid group. It just really depends on how quickly you want to learn. Um, I See, the thing is, everyone has different learning styles and um, different approaches. So it really just depends on the person themselves. Like, I'm horrible at, um, like, I, I like to keep learning. And um, when I consume one thing, I keep learning on top of that. So um, I think that if you're someone who is a constant person who wants to consume content, learn like the, the best way to approach Axie Infinity and then also consume and learn on top of that, then our program is probably the right fit for you. If you're someone who's like, uh, what do I do next? What do I do next? What do I do next? Then uh, we probably wouldn't be a good fit for you. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of ways to learn. Uh, so I would say uh, find the way to learn for you. Go to our free group. Check me out on uh, Brennan Duff on uh, Facebook. Uh, get into our free group, kind of see what it is all about, and then make a decision from that.
Awesome. So what I will do, obviously, for everyone listening who wants to reach out to Brandy and or join his free group and just see what's going on, um, I will put the the all the links in the in the show notes so people can click through and obviously go and take a look for themselves. Or as Brandon said, obviously he's quite an independent learner. YouTube is a goldmine for this stuff. Um, so that's also definitely another place to go. Um, so this is the coming up to the end of the show, Brandon. And as usual, mate, you never fail to deliver. So thank you so much. Yeah, um, always. It's always a pleasure to be on here with you. I've absolutely, absolutely loved tonight, mate, as as I always do. So no, thank you so much. Have you got anything left you want to throw out? Anything you want to add regarding passive income or like obviously people getting in or learning or to this space? Yeah, I think that, and I've been thinking about this a lot because I've been asking people lately on Facebook, like, what books should they read? And a lot of people say they don't have time to read. And it's crazy because I think that reading or just any kind of learning yeah, from someone is the quickest way to condense time. And so I'm constantly learning, learning because if someone can take 10 years or five years of knowledge like real estate and condense it into like a short little hour podcast, you just condense 10 years of time into an hour. And so I think that's a very powerful thing. And so I, that's why I'm constantly learning, constantly uh, leveling up my game. Um, and then if you think about like listening to speeds, at a faster pace or say you're a budget fat above average reader, you're, you're going to be learning so much quicker than everyone else. So, and then if you finally take action, then you will do better than 99% of the people out there. And, and you know what, mate, you are right. And we covered it right at the start. And it was like, don't just get stuck in analysis paralysis. You were listening to these videos three hour long and you implemented straight away. Like it, implementation is where you get most of your learning. Because going through that process is where you 100% get your biggest growth. When you make mistakes, that's where you get your even bigger growth. Yeah, and I would say, like, I think we're set up to be like, well, what do I do next? Like, just do it. Like, I don't know. Like, there's a million. I think people think there's one way to solve something. And there's not. There's a million ways to solve, make a solution for something. Like, anything I've done, like, I'm not creative. Like, I didn't think of something out of thin air, I was just given the tools and I was resourceful. I used my resourcefulness to create something that people wanted. And so if you can just use your, you don't need, re- I think a lot of people think they need resources, but I think a lot of people just don't realize they need to be resourceful. So if you can be resourceful, then you're going to do well in life. So. 100%. So as I said, mate, that's the end of the show. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, everyone, if you've tuned in and you've stayed right till the end, we greatly appreciate it and thank you so much. I hope you've really enjoyed the show tonight um, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to that latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you could go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step-by-step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there is a link to our free group below definitely click that link, join the free Facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps. See you on the next episode, guys.